Nigan from Shabbos, I can't stop singing. It's in my head all, all uh, since Shabbos. Sure. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. No, not my Nigan. We sang it. He sang it Friday night. around the Chadodi, so Yehuda, the one that was chaz, whispered in my ear, did he tell you this? He said, then the day after Reb Shlomo wrote this nigun, so he was in a car with him on the way to Tel Aviv to some concert, so Reb Shlomo turned to him and said to him, brother, what do you, he was 15 years old, he said, what do you, what do you think about this nigun? you think it's a good nigun? <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you think so? He's like, yeah. He says, okay, we'll keep it. <laughs> so, it's why he's saying he's, he, he said that it's one of his favorite Nigunim. Yehuda Solomon was here for Shabbos. So he said, but when he was thinking about it more, he's like, well, how much you give so much confidence to a kid when you ask him a question like that? It gave him confidence for life about his taste in Nigunim. So that's very special. All right, the month of Sivan was sponsored by Dalia Oleb, memory of her sister Joan Fader, Miriam Inasisas, in memory of Pinchas Menachem ben Avram David, Zichon Livracha. Ira Brown, in honor of his 50th birthday. And this week is sponsored by Michael Levy, memory of Michael's father, Yosef ben David Dover Levy. And Yechiel and Leah Stein, in honor of their daughter, Rachel Tzipora's bat mitzvah. Ilana and Reb David Singer, memory of Reb David Singer's father, Reb Philip, Rabbi Philip Harris, Arav Pinchas Tzvi ben David. And my sister and brother-in-law, Michal Yuri Reinitz, for the foolish name of Yosef ben Esther. And also by Mindy Barad in honor of the birth of a grandson to Mindy Barad. I forgot the name right now. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. It's such a schuss to mention names every day of learning. And saying, I mean, people are giving for Talmud Torah. It's, it's overwhelming. It's, it's beautiful. All right, Chavim. Perek, we're f- maybe finishing Perek. <laughs> this very mortifying Perek. Perek, <laughs> don't worry. 
<laughs> I think today we're going to end off on a... Uh, like you started with a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makdim Rafu Start with... Baruch Are there more? They should be in the back over there, right? On the right, on the shelf. Perek Chet. Daf Tzadik Tet. In Akhsharat Avrechim, the Pietz Etzner Rebbe. Okay. So, needless to say, this parak has been, has been a, a, I don't know what to call it, a wake-up call. Huh? Inspiring? Inspiring. You're so optimistic. Inspiring. <laughs> it's really, you're looking at me with eyes. Don't look at me like that yet. <laughs> it's been a wake-up call. It's been a, a gesund wake-up call. It's definitely... Uh, um, it's one of these prakim where you have to, you have to, when you're going through Olam and feeling like, you know what, I really did my best to be awake. This is one of these prakim. Like, I really did my best to be awake. The Rebbe is really helping us make sure that we can answer that, you know, that question. Were you awake? You know, Nasata Vanatat Memuna, were you really awake while you were down here? I'm just going to repeat the last paragraph we learned just to give us this boost of energy to remember what the Rebbe's point in this whole parak was. Look at the top paragraph there. Valdana Bachur we did not come here to freak you out and make you sad. That's not, was not the point over here, this whole description. Malachamavis, the second before you die, that was not the point. Sadness does not inspire you to attach yourself to holiness. I want you to remember those words. Sadness, sadness does not inspire you to the avoda of holiness. It may inspire you to do different avoda, but not the avoda of Kedusha. What we tried to do here was to give you a tactic here to be able to look in the face of the of brother other side and say, not now, I'm busy. Not now, I'm busy. You could say come back later, but not now, okay? Not now, now. The Rebbe used this tactic, though, and not. And not what? Like, get into the, uh, that, that mindset of atzvut. Not atzvut, but like, atzvut, I guess. It's hard. Say exactly what you said right now with a smile. <laughs> Go. It's hard to use this tactic. And not get okay, so what's the Rebbe telling us now? He's like, okay, let's look at all the things in life that add up to you and make sense to you, and now let's see what logic and sense really adds up when it's only in your own mind, okay? The Rebbe says like this, you know what, you want to go like shlav by shlav based on your logic? Wonderful. Let's check in and I'll, I'll point out to you all the moments in life that you think you're supposed to be happy, I'll show you that really you shouldn't be too happy. And all the moments in life that you think you should be sad, I'm going to show you how that's not really the Indian either. Not to be sad, based on your own conclusions, based on your own logic. That which you covet, you shouldn't really be coveting. 
And that which you are disgusted with doesn't necessarily mean you have to be disgusted with. This is very deep words. Even das, the das that we really think we have, we don't have to understand what we think we understand. Basically, the Rebbe is, is coming and saying right now, like, <clears throat> to all your conclusions in life. Okay? Just for a second, let's just linapetz. Kind of like, take all the conclusions you've come to and say, if we really dug deep, that which makes you happy shouldn't make you happy, and that which makes you sad shouldn't make you sad. That which makes you disgusted shouldn't make you disgusted, and that which makes you want to want something so bad shouldn't want that. Okay, so what am I left with? When do we say this, Pasuk? And we're going to understand in a second why it's in the Mizmashi Lema Shabbos. What does this mean? Ish ba'ar lo yeda uchsi lo yavin etzot. Reb David, what's the actual translation he gives there for the Pasuk? A boar does not know and a fool does not understand this. Only a boar and fool think that they should have the knowledge to know and understand. And so they are surprised that they do not know and understand. And they exclaim, this is illogical. Mm. Rak ish, so I'm just going to continue a bit because you, you went further. Only a fool thinks, I should be understanding what's happening in this world. It shouldn't make sense to me. It should, make, it should be logical to me. And therefore, the things they don't understand, they're like, wait a second, how could this be? As if they're supposed to understand how, how life works, how life ticks. Now, who falls under the category of a ksil? <laughs> I'm raising my hand way up high. I'm raising, I'm raising both my... Huh? Ksil, a fool. But a fool in, in, in the context of... It's all supposed to add up. That, that's the context of it. Now, on Shabbos... And this is really shaykh for a Friday morning chabura, but something about Shabbos removes me from the need to understand how everything works. And it allows me to just be. Be. Oinek Shabbos is not because I understand Oinek Shabbos. It's because I allow myself all the cheshbonos and the chishuvim and all the, what needs to add up to make sense. Ish Why won't, why won't Aksil understand what Shabbos is all about? Shabbos has nothing to do with understanding how it works. Why is it like this? Because Hashem said, Because Hashem said so. So he says over here, I mean, he's, he's, he's hopefully not saying you're all ksilim. The Rebbe's not saying you're not, he's not saying you're all, we're all fools, but he's just pointing out that the fool is someone that's blown away when things don't add up according to his logic. Okay. I always say this, when this, is a, this is a heavy statement, but whenever anyone has like the Shaila, how could Hashem do this when it comes to death? So, you know, sometimes, in, in very rare occasions, I'll say to someone, did you ask that when your, ch- when your child was born? How could Hashem, how does it, you understand how your child is born? You understand that Metzius of seed is planted and then a, a, a baby comes out with a neshama. You understand that? 
But you have no problem with it. In the Kabbalah. When do you have a problem with something? That's a, so that's, when you stop for a second, that's like Chassidus is trying to bring you to this place of Bittel saying, listen, brother, you don't understand anything of the good. You don't understand when you go home right now, you open your fridge, there's food in there. You don't understand that. You start to give all these, no, I work and I have money. And the koyach to have work, it really, it all adds up, it's all logical, it all makes sense. No. A seal is someone that's blown away by the fact that things suddenly don't add up to his own, to his own machshavah. There's a lot more. He's going to add, he's going to add a, lot, a lot over here. Aval mi she'enoi ba'ar velo ksil yodea she'en seichel v'higayon enoshi bichlal seichel v'higayon batuach lamud bo. Im zehu al pi seichel v'higayon. Vezeh shelo al pi seichel v'higayon. Ki chol davar eno begedel seichel ha'enoshi. Human logic is limited. It's finite. It's finite. En malasot. There's only one thing that makes all the things add up. Rak achati. Hashem itbarach hu animtza yechidi uretzono yechidi vegam daato yisbarach yochid hu. The reason how and why things are the way they are in this world is because the Ribbon Shleim decided for it to be so. Like we've said so many times, Israelis have a lot of interesting inyanim, but one of them is a very good one. When you ask any Israeli, Lama, what do they say? Kacha. <laughs> Lama, Kacha. Right? So you can frustrate the daylights out of you, but it is the deepest answer in the world. Lama, <laughs> Kacha. Remember Kacha, Rashi Tevos? Keser Kol Aksarim. Kabbalah, it says this. Keter Kol Aktarim, meaning that the highest answer you can give for why something is, is, is not an answer that will logically add up in your mind, but it's the emes. Why are things the way they are? Because Hashem made it like this. Keter kol The highest place of crown knowledge is because Hashem wanted this to be like this. So, to, you know, the healthiest way in life is starting your day melechatchila like that. Not that you reach that place of medieval when, when something doesn't add up. But lechatchila already, I'm starting my day saying... Okay, I'm going to give it a shot today. You gave me Torah, mitzvahs, you gave me a lot of things in life. I don't understand why I deserve anything. But what, I, what I'm going to start my day off, hopefully, is with the notion of I'm not supposed to understand how everything adds up and how everything makes sense in my life. A, a, a person that does that, get out of, he's already out of Yitzrayim in the morning. That's meshukhrar, that's freedom. Not freedom to act any way you want to act. But it's freedom from this compulsive human need to always understand why things are the way they are and how they add up and why they don't add up. A ksil, ish bar lo ksil is constantly stuck in that, in that mind game, in that chatterbox all day long. People go through gilgulim like this. So don't feel bad if you have a, an off day. People go through full gilgulim like this trying to travel through this. And that's why, and, and the Rebbe is saying this to us for, for clear reasons based on the beginning of this parak, but he's going to continue. Et asher Hashem ba'olam mevina ish b'sichlo shetovu ve'et asher lo yirtzeh Hashem ve'lo yachkok mevina ish shelo tovu What God wants there to be in the world and engraved in the world, that is good. And what God doesn't want to be engraved 
and be in this world, we understand that's not a good thing, meaning we shouldn't be. Now let's understand, what is he referring to? The laws of nature. That's what he's referring to. Okay. So, what do I know about God? What's one thing that I know about Him, based on what He just said right now? Where did God want the sun to rise from? Israel. <laughs> and where should it, Kidu, set? East and West. So, because Hashem said it, did it like that, so, uh, what do I say about that? Feels good. Do I understand that? Do I understand that at all? No, but I accept it as a fact. Why? Kach Hashem chakak beteva habriya. That is how Hashem what he engraved in the nature of creation. Let me ask you, Shaila, why doesn't that drive you guys crazy? What, what, why doesn't it go the other way? Yeah, why doesn't it drive you nuts? <laughs> Why doesn't it drive you crazy? Huh? What's that? It's always been like that, Nachon. And also, does it really, I mean, does it affect our emotions so much? So it doesn't really make a difference, right? Nachon. So it's interesting. Now he says, V'yilu <laughs> David, you could just say this in English. But if God had wanted it not to move or move from west to east, then people would think that that was logical too. And that's it. Gamarnu. That's what it is when guarding the sun. He's taking that as a chok in the, in the teva, right? Next page. And Ellie Stone, who's with us right now online, he should have a refuah shleima and come back from the hospital soon. Bezat Hashem just texted us, it is what it is. Kacha. Afar atzon achi chazak. When the top of kuf. Afar atzon achi chazak. Asher sam Hashem b'chol ba'alei chayim lichyot, shenireh lanu kol kach pashut lefi ha-sechel, gam ken lo b'sechel yesodah. So you see, like an amazing thing. What do animals have in them? This instinct of survival. Animals have this, nachon. They have the, this instinct of, I gotta, I gotta fight to stay alive. How to fight? Huh? How to fight? Why? Like, it's like, oh no, of course it makes sense, right? Why does it make sense to us that animals that don't have das should have a fight or flight? Why does that make sense to us? So you could say, well, we, don't, we never really thought about it too much, or it makes sense to us as human beings that I would survive, that I would fight to survive. Why does it make sense to us that animals have placed within them this juke of, I need to fight in order to stay alive, if they're an animal and they don't have das? You ever stop to think about that? That's it. Zel. There's no other... Meaning you could come and say it's illogical. Well, it's, it's true, it's illogical based on our human logic. It's completely logical based on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's logic. Why? Because Hashem placed this Indian in them to stay alive. Why are they nervous? Why do they get, why are they scared of, you know, close and present danger? And even, you know, they have this sense of smell. They could smell danger from afar as well. Where does this come from? It came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, put it in them. You can't explain it any other way. 
אף בעל חי הטולף והדורס אותם לא יכירו מימים, גם אבותיהם לא סיפרו להם. You know what didn't happen? The mama bear didn't sit down with her cub when he was a little boy and say, listen, my son, I want you to know, our tradition is, is that if someone comes, there's no Messorah of survival by the, you know, the bears, or by any, 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 anything in the animal kingdom. It's simply that this is what Hashem Yisbarach put in Chukei Abriya. Okay? גם אבותיהם לא סיפרו להם, הכל חוק מהשם. ואת החוק הזה, אשר חקק השם, שירצה כל בעל חי לחיות, אנו מבינים בשכלנו שכן צריך להיות, שירצה כל אחד לחיות. אבל השכל הוא רק מפני שכן חקק השם. In our minds it makes sense. Why? Because we say every animal, every, every living creature should want to stay alive. But it's shtuyot that it's in our mind that makes sense. In our mind it also makes sense that every living creature shouldn't want to walk around naked. Nachon? So why don't animals have that busha? Why? Kacha. There is no, you understand? You understand what the Rebbe is driving us to? He's saying, all the chokhmas that we think we've come to in our lives, the need to understand and all these things, at a certain point you've got to drop it. You should need to have a ratzon to be close to Hashem. To understand the Torah he gave us, the only thing he gave us in order to be close to him. Chutz mizeh, all those things that prevent us from jumping into Torah, jumping into Kedusha, are all things that you will never come to any answers in this world. And any answer you get that explains to you why, why, kacha or kacha, it's all, zeklum, zeshum davar. It's nothing. It just prevents you from, from jumping in. This is very connected to the Torah we're learning with the women in Reb Tzadok HaKoyim about leaving Mitzrayim. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim had to be bechipozim, had to be fast. Why? Because Reb Tzadok says to start doing anything for real, you had a certain point you got to jump. Why? Because if you think you need to understand in order for you to be ready to jump into something, you will never, ever get there. You'll never do it. You look at why? Because the mind that we have, the way Hashem designed it, is that the mind... Alpi my seichel enoshi, meaning the seal and the bar in me, will never let me jump because it's a risk. And according to the mind, I don't take risks. That's a risk. I, I don't do that. I have to be fully protected at all times. And the Rebbe is pointing us here to a very nekuda ekronit here that he hopefully wants us to approach at a certain point in life that we don't wait to realize on our deathbed. Because the guy, let's go back for a second, the guy's lying on his deathbed. Can you imagine he's trying to use his logical mind to understand why he's going through what he's going through? What is he going to do? What is he going to do with it? He's going to realize the second before he dies, I was such shtuyot, being so fixated on needing to understand how everything works in order to progress in life. So the Rebbe is saying, well, don't wait till you're 119 and 364 days. Do it now at 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Do it now. Jump there now. Back inside. Et asher yechokek Hashem ye'ehav ha'ish uvoyismach That which God was chakak. That means that which God engraved. But here he also means chakak means he laud, meaning he set as a law, as a chok. What do we know about chukim? 
can't understand it. So he's saying that which God placed as a thing that you can't understand, he says that's what a person should love. And it should also be that you're actually attaching yourself to, to the way Hashem created the world. And that which is not in that category, that which what should deter you, push you away. This is maybe the most important line I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to say it again and then I'll say it in English. If I could, I would do like, we really have the time. I'd sit with each and every one of you right now. Then they want you to ask me back the following question. Why are you here? Who chose to be here? Raise your hand. Not here to come to Shir. Who chose to be here right now and go through this world of Bilbulim? And so, did it, you choose to come here? He says, no. <laughs> he says, why am I here? There's only one reason. Hashem wanted me to be here. Do I understand that? I don't understand that. Now imagine you walk into a room and you have inyanim with people and you know, not that it ever happens anywhere, but let's say there was a shul, you walk in and you know, there's some people that don't exactly get along, right? Not that we know what that's about, right? Khalila, right? <laughs> you walk into a minion, someone doesn't really understand. If you stop for a second before you walk in with all of your, your, your masa, your, your mass, your, all these thoughts you have about a person and say, wait a second, that guy did not choose to be here. He's here because Hashem wants him to be here. Like that's, that's the starting point of everything. Do you know what kind of a different outlook we would have on life? What a different experience we would have going in this world? I say, wait a second, stop for a second. You know what the greatest chok, the greatest secret of a chok is? Look in the mirror and, admi- and just acknowledge you didn't choose to come down to this world. Now, I know the Baal Shem Tov is a Torah. There's really, the, we, we agree at a certain point to come down. But you know, for now, the Piyasetz Nerebbe is pretty close to the Baal Shem Tov, right? The way he's saying, Darshan, he's saying, none of us, we're all chukim. Each person in this room is a chok. Hashem wanted you to be here, that's why you're here. If Hashem didn't want you to be here, you wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here, you wouldn't be here. None of us would be here. That's a chok. Like, meaning he's saying sometimes we think of chukim. Where do we go when we say chok? In our minds, halachically? Shatnez, paraduma, where else? When it comes to, huh? Saying things of kashrus, of course. Where else? And so, he's saying, but the greatest chok really is me, you. As if you understand you, as if you understand your whole package. No, you're a chok. But the beauty of a chok is that when I choose to be happy from a chok, right? When I choose for that bring, bring me simcha, I'm in the right zone. So I'm I'm besimcha. I'm looking around a bunch of Hashem's chukim right now, like I'm looking around the room right now and I'm saying chok 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 chok. He says the Pesachner Rebbe says this should make you happy. Oh, Erich, yeah, the value. It's givat. Nachon. So deep. As if you could ever know the value. But at least you have to want to, you, you have to want to know 
as much as you can, al pi sechel enoshi, the value of, of Hashem's chukim. What we get into trouble is because we try to create the value of another person. Right. Instead of priority, God already established right. the person's value. Higher or lower, I meaning it doesn't matter, yeah. Is your hand up? Not just pay us for it? Yeah. Again, it's a shayi chakir kashir vya vaish, uvoi smach vita shayi no lo mida tainu, rak bal korcheinu banu leze olam bertsonu gzer zashem. And guess what? You know what else is a chok? Not just our birth. Our death, too. Also our death is the same way we came in, the same way we come out. Meaning in this realm it means Hashem decided. And this is what we say at a funeral. Hashem natan, Hashem lakach. What's the conclusion? Why? Lama? David, listen, don't try this at a shiva house. It doesn't, it's not. <laughs> like the people are there crying and he's sitting there. You know, like, what do you, what's the Indian here? Kacha. Don't, you know. This is, don't try this at home kind of. It means like, try it at home. Don't try it anywhere else, right? גם עולם הזה שלו, גם עולמות העליונים בתחתונים שלו, ותמיד ובכל עולם שנמצא ברשותו יתברך, ותחת כנפיו נהיה. All the worlds you live in, everything you've gone through in this world, the only way to really go through this world with mamashut is understanding at every given second, you're here because Hashem wants you to be here. You're here because Hashem wants you to be here. This is the only thing we have. And to leave this world and with that shleimus adas of this is what Hashem wants also, then you realize there is no difference between this world and the next world. There's no difference. Because if it's based on Hashem's ratzon that I should be here, then Masim is when I go to the next world. Like Rabbi Nachman told us Chassidim before he died, listen, Chavra, death, don't freak out. It's like going from this room to the next room. Right? That's where he was holding. But in the pitimius of things, when I live with that, with that awareness, which is what this Sefer is driving us to live with, why freak out so much? Now about ourselves, that's true. But when you see someone else in pain going through the suffering, Hashem gave you a mouth to open up your mouth and daven for Rachmanis over another person. So he ends over here like this, and he says like this, V'chevan sheretzoneinu, machshavoteinu, simchateinu, v'chol netiyoteinu me'et Hashem heima, aratzon, ar machshavaz, ar semcha, our netia, our uh, habit, like, uh, not really habit. Nature? Tendency, Tendency is, is better, I think. Leanings. What does he say, David? It's the last paragraph. Our what? Since our, our, our will, our, our thoughts, our simcha. You see it? It says our joy and our gladness. Yeah, continue. Our Hashem in this Torah. Uh-huh. <coughs> <coughs> he jumps up, okay, Nitiyotainu, tendencies, I guess, it's usually how it's used in modern Hebrew, Me'et Hashem Ema, Lachen, Rak Mishe Bedarche Hashem Betorato Holech Amitiyotem. Since everything about us that makes us tick is from Hashem, the only way that those things that make us tick and all the emotions and everything are real is when it's aligned with the manual where Hashem says, this is where, this is the only way it'll all add up in this world. In the t- through the lens of the Torah. All these things you feel, all these emotions, 
and tendencies, since they're also chukim from Hashem, the only way that it'll be felt that it's real is when it's aligned with the way that the manual shows us how to implement all of it. This is like a total mash, this is like a full on mash paragraph what he's saying over here. He's really saying it's either all or nothing, right? He's saying a person, on the other hand, that goes further and further away from the Torah, and then they have all these truths and feelings and emotions and all these things. He's saying badui, biduyoten. You know what that means, badui? No. Fake. Made up. How would you say badui? Made up. Counterfeit. It's false. Now, what, what does that mean, without going too philosophical right now? That's a very heavy statement, what he just said right now. He's saying, when I go away, when I move away from the way that Hashem said, here, this is the way to live, and I'm experiencing all these things in life that have nothing to do with bedarkeg, akdusha, v'atahara, because I'm thinking about a person that, you know, and each of us have plenty of people in our family, friends, relatives, that will sit next to us and say this, you want to tell me that the joy that I feel in life, which has nothing to do with the Torah, is counterfeit, it's false, it's not real? So what would the PSS Nerebbe tell him at this moment? Yeah, what would you tell him at this moment? <laughs> what would you say? You look an example. Yeah, I mean, there's many. Because it has no anger to anyone. It's just out there. It's not attached to... Like Give an example. Give a good example. So if somebody Two. has... The birth of a child, for example, and they don't attach it to anything meaningful. Hashem gave me this, therefore there's nothing to do with it. both. So what's it totally on? Nothing, really. They're just happy. They don't really know why. So it's sort of, they're, they're making up reasons, but there's no, you're sold to it. That's a very, it's a, it's a very, it's a very, they have a problem with that. Big, right? Yeah. Because they, what, what's the counter to that? You're going to tell me, right, you're going to tell me that this emo, this simcha that I have is not real simcha? But he is connecting to the, to the, sure. to the chok that Hashem brings that neshama in, and he's having simcha. He doesn't know that it's from Hashem, but he's having simcha in the MS of that chok. So it's not a good example to say that that's the He's just not sheker. attaching, he's just not attaching it to the makor of the chok. Or like an example of something that the thing is totally off. I mean, I have a good, I have a great example. Right. Guy just going straight out in the vera and having fun. Would... Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty uh, hot topic. To, you want to say anyone? No, I was going to say, I, I, having a kid, it seems like without it, it it's, it's sort of like, it's not negative, not a positive. Like, now this thing is like a parasite that you have to take care of. <laughs> the law tells you that you have to feed it and close it and everything else. Why are you happy? Like, what, is the, what is the happiness? Where is it coming from? Right. The right. Nachon. He's just not attaching it to that, but true. Nachon. See, I see that you, you know, it's like you should bear to throw. Mm. Yeah, give it over. Well, How? Because, you know, we're all good, uh, you know, following the Alamosha and the Sadhana. Uh, mm-hmm. So we are just out of our minds. I mean, completely out of our minds. Right, right. Playing with fire. Playing with fire. Nachon. We, we just made the whole thing up. You think you're doing a mitzvah living here? You're absolutely out of your mind. It's what? Just a right. It's straight out. They, they say it. You know, we are the Nesatan. I mean, you are out of your mind. Right. So I, I mean, I don't know, you know, 
I don't know what to do with that. That's not all. Well, but clearly you don't. I mean, I'm you, I'm, so I don't. So, so I. So I say to them, God, you're the ones who are out of their mind. So everyone's out of their mind. No, I think he, what he's looking for is like a. I think, okay, I'm going to say the following thing, and I'm ready to ask Mechila if this offends anyone, okay? Psychedelics. Drugs. But, but the ones that really, really, really make you feel that you are in ecstasy, right? Mamash, and, they, and, you're, and it really makes you feel that you're not just you're in ecstasy, you're, you're healed. It's actually fixing something, right? So... It's, it's a very complicated sugya today because I have you know, so many friends in this parsha that are really trying to seek this out in a positive way, in a, in a medicinal way, v'chuleh. But when it's completely not coming from that place, it's mamish, the joy, the shlemus you feel, the shlemus you feel is sheker. The shlemus that you feel. It's huh? not real, though. That, oh, Meaning, right. You remember the story, like this happened a few times. Someone came to Reb Shlomo and offered him a joint, and I, I told you many times, and he had it was the same answer always. He's like, brother, I'm here right now, right? Where is this going to take me? Like here, here. I'm, over, I'm here, right? And then when I'm finished, where's the, where am I going to be? Here? I'm with Reb Nachman. When I'm finished with Reb Nachman, I'm even higher than I was before I, I took it. That's why Eviatar Banai has, he has an amazing song uh, about the 12-step program. Based on the 12-step program, it's called Machul, which means uh, addicted, right? So he has a line in there, the, the chorus. Uh, it's so amazing. He says... Uh, this netzach that I'm under the impression I'm experiencing when I'm under the influence, cholef. What does cholef mean? No, the word is like, how do you say cholef in English? Like, uh, passes by. It doesn't, doesn't last, right? And so he's saying... Now again, why is this so tricky? Because today, what's, what's happening is that everything is Kilo been doing, like now, the whole world of, uh, a, a huge chunk of the world of psychedelics is, has OU, has Akhsherim, has Badats. Has, so it's even getting more confusing to figure this out. Saying, no, 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 I'm doing it, I, I, I'm doing it with Nigunim, I'm doing it with, with, with I'm doing Dafyomi in the middle, meaning it, it's a losoter. Used to be drugs was like treif, nothing to do with Yiddishkeit. And now there's, it's, it's Kilo away that it's, it's finding its way in in a certain way. And we don't understand these things at all. We don't understand anything like that. But what's for sure true is that as high as you can get through anything that's any level of coming from outside of you in is not ever, could never be close to that which is inside of you to come out. En sikui. Now, what do we believe is already planted inside of us? A nefesh elokit, a godly soul. So no matter what Tyra you're giving me that I need to take from the outside to put inside, I need a Rebbe that's going to take me the other way around to show me my in, first my inside and then come out and heal the outside because the inside is untouched. It's not pagum. It's not blemished. It's not blemished. It's untouched.
I think we're getting to it over here is because this is something that we see. We see a lot of people that are, forget about psychedelics and everything. I'm talking about like people that are not, their lives have not, seem to have nothing to do with Torah and mitzvahs. And they seem to be very happy. <laughs> they seem to actually look <laughs> much healthier than a lot of people that are filled with Torah and mitzvahs. No? No, I mean, come on. 100%. This is a struggle. This is a real struggle. Saying this paragraph is a real struggle. And I wanted to put it out, like, and like Mamash, put it in our faces. Saying, the Rebbe is saying, listen, if it's not coming within the panemius of what the Torah is all about, he calls it counterfeit. He calls it fake. He calls it made up. Now, again, you don't go up to a person and tell them, ah, brother, you... You look so good. I, I just want to let you know, like, <laughs> it ain't real. Bro. You know that you know. I'm gonna. I could peel this off of you in a second if I. That's not. That's not our avoda either. Because frankly, most of us that have gotten a bitter taste of Torah didn't come because the other world attracted us more. It became from. It came mainly from people that were representing Torah, gave us a bitter taste. That's the danger of all this. The Meshicha to check out is not because there it's so good. It's more because if this is what's supposed to make me feel so aligned with myself, I, this is the worst, this is Mahmash, not for me. Mahmash, not for me. You know how many of my friends that came back from India, they said, you know, they, they, got, they got in touch with their Yiddish and Hashanah when they were there somehow. And all their, their, their swamis and the shame, whoever, whoever are there, they told them, you're a Jew. You, you have this already. Go, go, go to Jerusalem. Well, and they came to Jerusalem. And Yerushalayim threw them so far away. This is what Reb Shlomo was screaming about in the 60s and 70s. Screaming about this. Because they got a little shtickle taste of something about them, the insides. And they read a sentence like this. You know, it has to be, Okay, so I have to find someone that's walking and can teach me Torah. But the Torah that they were being taught and told was, in, in, until you shave off, until you cut your ponytail, you can't, you know, you can't be, have anything to do with, with the real thing. That can't be it either. That's why there's such a hunger today for learning Pneumiusa Torah, for learning Torahs like, you know, this Torah, for learning the insides, to look at people with the inside light, and to, and to live in a state of bittel, knowing that my seichel is so mugbal, I'm just going to try, Hashem, to be a shliach for your word, not my opinion, your word, your word in the world, and give it over like that, if you allow me to, v'chulei. That's the only thing I'm going to try to do. Because this is a very heavy, this is a, it, even though we know this is true, it makes the responsibility on us that, so to speak, our emissaries of Hashem's word, of Torah, that much more heavier. Kidding me? That much more heavier. Infinitely more heavier. I've shared with you guys so many times, I feel sometimes so much more at home when I'm sitting with like, you know, when I travel and I sit with Hebron, conscious, mamash, like deep awareness people non-Jews, sometimes even Yidin, but by them it's a little bit hard because you want to you know, bring them in all the time, but you know, non-Jewish brothers and sisters that are, are thinking big, they're thinking, right? I feel free, I feel open, I feel like I breathe, right? 
And then you sometimes sit with chavr that they mean well, but their their concept of Hashem is so shrunken. It's like a, it's so small. It's just so tiny. It's so small. So these kind of titles push us to say, look, the outside world is very, very convincing that it's good, it's sameach, it's free, it's all, it's healthier, and it looks healthier, and it feels healthier. In the pnimius by the neshama v'yid, that's badui, that's sheker. It's not real. It's fake. But how can I give over that message in a way that really makes them feel I want to hunger for the truth? Because to rip them away from this spiritual conscious life that they're living, you better give them a Baal Shem Tov Shabbos. You know what I mean? You better give them, you better give them the, the greatest thing in the world to get Hever like that, to come and join you know, your truth, your, 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 your Dvar Hashem. Okay, let's finish the paragraph. You know what the Rebbe is saying? At the end of the day, the avoda that we are engaged with, the avoda of chukim, which is basically everything, should be besimcha. What's the, what's the only real simcha about any, any Jew has in this world? I, I highly urge you all to find Kardunu's nigun to these words. Yosef Kardunu has a nigun with these words, Sos Asis Bahashem. It's a beautiful, beautiful nigun. Sos Asis, where? Bahashem. Tagel Nafshi. My nefesh will have gila, this inner joy, Be'elokai, only in my God. We should be zochah that that which really makes us happy, you know, really makes us happy. Hashem should have rachmanus on us. You know, we grew up in a world that would really if the Lakers won. You know, I'm being honest. Like that really actually made me happy in basketball when my team won. If I look back at my at my childhood, that brought me much more simcha than if I finished masech tamishnayas. So Hashem has to make you have Rahmanas in us and, and, and somehow bring it down that, the, that being close to Him in the real, real, real Simcha, it should on me in a way that defines my real state of Simcha. And we should never, God forbid, ever judge anyone who hasn't yet found the Simcha in the world of Torah. And they found Simcha in other places. They're just waiting for a Baal Shem Tov. They're waiting for the real deal. <coughs> God bless you. We should be part of those that, that, that bring a message of, of being the real deal. Amen. There won't be sheer. This Wednesday morning, I'm not going to be here. We'll continue next Monday. But we'll learn Friday, Bezer Hashem.